0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly. I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The get Welcome well, in, in, the man,
1: man. Right in to the man. Punt and Pass I'm you know. podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Joined alongside my co-host, Jake from Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at From Jake puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Also, right now on puntandpass.com, you can click on our homepage and find out all the details needed for the Solomon Brothers Jewelers giveaway that is currently happening through the end of the month of November. The great folks over at Solomon Brothers Jewelers are giving away, Jake, two $1,000 gift cards to punt and pass listeners. There's no place better, folks. The holiday season's right around. Maybe you're thinking about popping the big question. You got to get into puntandpass.com, and it's very simple. Subscribe to the Punt and Pass YouTube page and follow Solomon Brothers on Instagram at Solomon Brothers, and you're entered to win one of two $1,000 gift cards to Solomon Brothers. They've got two amazing locations. Of course, you know them by now in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place, and then in Alpharetta just past the Avalon These gift cards are redeemable in-store only, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. But the giveaway is still going on, so go get active. It is a Monday morning. Jake plays Monday Night Football tonight. It's the Commanders against the Eagles in Philly. You're in Philly. So thank you. This is commitment to the podcast, Jake. How are you, brother?
2: Dude, absolutely, man. I could not miss it at all. So in Philly at the Lowe's Hotel, hanging out. Getting ready for Monday Night Football. A yeah. long morning, a long wait. Yeah. But we're here now, locking in, tuning in. Let's go. Okay, so uh, obvious question would be,
1: did you get in yesterday evening, afternoon? Did you go out to eat as most visiting NFL teams do? And which te- cheesesteak did you decide to get?
2: <laughs> All right, so got in, had plenty of time, got with my local Mike Murphy, aka Murfinator, the duck slayer. Um, murphinator the duck slayer okay that's, it, dog. that's it. it okay um anyway he took me to a local spot called gino's yeah got a little philly cheesesteak down there the cheese whiz the cheese fries the whole nine. Oh my goodness uh, are you rooming yeah. by yourself or do you have a roommate unfortunately <laughs> no i got a roommate so he didn't say anything about <laughs> uh about the bad uh cheese whiz philly cheesesteaks thank okay. goodness so um but uh yeah, no, it, I mean it. It was good. Um, you know, you, you eat all week, you eat good, put great mm-hmm. things in your body, and then eat a nice homegrown Philly cheesesteak on Sunday night, Saturday night before the game. So yeah, um, you know, maybe not my best decision, but I enjoyed it. So here okay. we are.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. And you got, like you said, a long day to recover uh, a couple of um, movements and you'll be ready to roll. You'll, you'll be good for some Monday so, night football action. That's it, roll. There's no doubt that's about right. it. But you said it was good. You know what else is good? This was- episode of punt and pass being presented to you by none other than Solomon brothers jewelers. I just talked about the giveaway that's going on right now. All you have to do is subscribe to the punt and pass YouTube page. Go follow Solomon brothers on Instagram. They are at Solomon Brothers, but also coming up this weekend is one of Solomon Brothers' best deals of the year. It is the Wedding Band Weekend at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. That's right, November 18th through the 20th. Join Solomon Brothers Jewelers for their annual Wedding Band Weekend. This one weekend only event is your chance to save big, if not huge, on wedding bands, anniversary bands, holiday gifts, or push presents. Hello. I might need that coming (laughs) pretty, pretty soon. Diamond and Genstone bands make the perfect gift for any milestone you might be celebrating. And Solomon Brothers has one of the largest selections anywhere during this one weekend event coming up this weekend. Buy one wedding band and receive 50% off a second wedding band buy one get one of equal or lesser value half off appointments are not required but they are highly encouraged it's one of solomon brothers most popular shopping events of the year and appointments help them accommodate and helping customers just like you at both locations alpharetta just past the avalon buckhead 17 floor tower place what else are you waiting on people solomon brothers is amazing and get this Go to puntandpass.com, get involved with the Salmon Brothers giveaway. Again, all you got to do, subscribe to our YouTube page, go follow Salmon Brothers on Instagram. So shout out to Solomon Brothers. All right, let's get to three and out. Um, first down, Jake, the SEC championship game is set. LSU set. clinches the SEC West. Georgia clinches the SEC East. And this will be a rematch of the 2019 title game, of which you were a part of, if I would have told you after week one, Jake, when LSU lost to Florida state, Hey, Mm -hmm. LSU will go to the (laughs) SEC championship game. What
2: would you have said? I would have laughed at you in your face respectfully, however, respectfully, but but, uh, yeah, no, I would have thought you were 100% joking. There's no way. Don't see it happening too early, too soon. They can't do it, but here they are. They've battled all year. Um, I still don't think they are, a super great contender football team, but man, they have battled and found their way in the SC championship, which is an, an honor and a, a privilege in itself. And they're going to have that chance to, to win in Atlanta. Yeah, no question about it. I
1: mean, what better start could Brian Kelly have had in his first yeah. season at the helm in LSU? LSU right now in the AP poll. Ranked number six or the highest ranked two-loss team in the country. Of course, the college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday night. But this is the fifth matchup between Georgia and LSU in the SEC championship game. That's the second most played matchup in the championship game. Alabama and Florida have played each other ten times. So discuss, one, what it's like to clinch because I fortunately got to play in an SEC championship game. We lost to LSU in the 2011 SEC championship Mm. game. Um, But when you finally get that SEC East division crown and you know, you're going to play the week after Thanksgiving, it's special because at the start of every season, Jake, that is most certainly one of the highest goals of the team.
2: Yeah, that's, that's goal. Number one, everything you want to do later in the season starts with clinching the East Mm -hmm. and getting to the SEC championship game. Hey, just, just get us in the game. Give us a chance to accomplish what we want to accomplish later in the season. Um, it's a big feat, man. It's really yeah. tough to do. I, I, it, it just – it is. I kind of take it for granted being Georgia fans here the last couple of years of getting there all the time. But I'm telling you, it, it is tough to do. It's a battle. It's a testament to the guys of battling all season long. Um, and give us a chance, get in the dance, and we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, Georgia now a stalwart in the SEC championship game since Kirby Smart's arrival on campus. I'm pulling up a statistic right here right now. Uh, that is really eye-opening. Kirby Smart, ready? Twenty-five straight regular season wins. Thirty-two and two versus the SEC East in 2017. Forty-five and four in SEC regular season games since 2017. Tied for the third most SEC championship game appearances by any coach. Spurrier has eight. Saban oh. has eleven. Georgia is the first SEC team to win five out of six division titles since Florida won five straight from 1992 to 1996. Jake, I'll give you a lot of credit. Um, You really kicked off this entire statistical dominance back in 2017 under Coach Smart's leadership, what they're building in Athens, and maybe even so the dominance specifically in the SEC East is really what sticks out. Georgia, Georgia, dominates the sec east and that is
2: one quick way to find yourself back in atlanta absolutely uh it, it's awesome it's fun to watch um just week to week man you know I, look even even tennessee as great as the year they've had uh man it's just still the same dogs beating up on tennessee and it's it's awesome it's fun to see um just man you when you can dominate the east weekend and week out week out put that fear into the opponents they just don't feel like they have a chance yeah. and it's a it's a tough uphill battle for those teams uh physically as well as mentally um and it's just tough man
1: it is. It is very, very tough. There's no question about it. So December 3rd is the date, LSU against Georgia, and I'm sure the atmosphere in Atlanta will be oh, yeah. awesome because LSU fans bring it, Georgia fans they want it, and this will be a sweet, sweet rematch of that 2019 game. All right, let's go to, oh, by the way, look ahead line, Georgia a 16-point favorite. Um, 16's a lot of points. Oh, so we'll yes. see how that continues to be oh, man. heading into that game. Second down. Things are heating up on the plains. That's right. Auburn obviously has a head coaching vacancy. Cadillac Williams is the interim head coach right now. They had a huge win at home against Texas A&M on Saturday night. I believe both of those teams were on five-game losing streaks, if that's correct. So Auburn wins 13-10. to 10. Huge shout out for Cadillac Williams. I thought oh, Cole yeah. Kublek on SEC Network did a phenomenal job of kind that of capturing, interview. yeah, of capturing. Oh, that was awesome! Audience. You know, really getting emotional with Cadillac because both oh, those yeah. guys went to Auburn. Um, obviously, you saw it. What'd you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. You could just tell uh, just the emotion. Um, but then also, he just he it wasn't about him, man. It was about the university. It was about the kids. Um, and just that moment too and, and and just been awesome for for coach Williams and 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 what he was doing stepping up and not necessarily in a great situation and uh i he could have easily said pointed to me and to me and to me yeah um man he he pointed um toward Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and he pointed to the kids and it was just awesome it was awesome yeah. to see and, and man just 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 kudos to him what they're doing over there and maybe there is some hope in the plains.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought it was really interesting when he said these kids need to be loved on, right? Like, obviously, they've been through a ton throughout the first 11 weeks of the season, having to deal with social media, having to deal with probably alumni boosters and students on campus. Losing losing sucks. There's no way around it. Uh, You know, and Cadillac just saying, hey, these kids need to be loved on with discipline. And they come together and get a big win. I mean, regardless, throw the records out the book, beating Texas A&M at home. And Cole said it best. He's like, you just won a football game as the head coach of Auburn. They'll never be able to take that away from Cadillac Williams. So good for him. Great for Auburn. Um, Sun is shining a little bit brighter on the planes this week. No question about it. But Brandon Walker from Barstool last night, uh, he goes to the old Twitter machine and starts saying things are heating up on the planes and puts a gif of a train going down the tracks obviously that would make people think he's talking about the lane train lane mm. kiffin so what are your thoughts here um lane kiffin deon sanders some of these big flashier names for the auburn job jake something tells me they might not be going in that direction i just don't know if that fits the mold at auburn
2: i don't know uh Uh, They're going to have to make uh, a big jump. And then whether they decide that big jump is more of a, a, an NFL type coach or more of a recruiting coach yeah. and the the media and just the whole morale with maybe say lane or with Dion, I don't know, but they're going to try to go big. They're going to swing for the fences because they got to, they just uh, got all that new facility and everything. So there's buzz there. Uh, and they want to win, and they want to win now. So they're going to swing hard. It just depends on, you know, which direction it is, uh, with experience, with NFL maybe type coaching, that kind of route, or with Lane and with Deion. We don't know, but we're going to find out, I think, sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I think sooner rather than later as well. Taking advantage of the transfer portal, obviously so paramount if you want that immediate type success. Of course, recruiting is number one always and forever, would you be upset, or or you put your Auburn cap on, or think about your family who obviously invested in Auburn with your brother playing there, if a Matt Rule or a Bill O'Brien were hired? Keep in mind, those guys built and kind of took programs out of the dumps at the college ranks, Rule at Baylor, O'Brien, Penn State, after that absolute debacle. I, I don't know, though, Auburn, how they would approach hiring somebody off Alabama staff. I don't know if that helps, but uh, Matt Rule is a name that I think could be yeah. a really interesting fit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I think I, I've met him and met with him before with Matt Rule. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, at, Tell us at, about at, that <laughs> at the uh, at the combine. He was one of my. Uh, they say you have informal meetings. You have formal meetings. Uh, formal meetings are like twenty minutes. Uh, you go into this box suite. Head coach, OC, GM, sometimes maybe owner. I mean, yeah. basically like the whole staff, um, and. Just depending on the vibe, they kind of want to give off for whatever reason. It was, I believe it was their first year at the Carolina Panthers, and they just wanted to be the tough kind of grill you vibe. Usually everybody else is a, are pretty chill and kind of hanging out with you, just wanted to get a feel what kind of guy you are. Yeah. Um, but they were they were heavy hitting, they were tough, asking the the tough, hard questions, trying to get under your skin, seeing how you would react. Uh so I mean he. He's got a a, a toughness nature and would want to bring a, a toughness kind of attitude to Auburn. Um, maybe they want that uh, there. I, I think so. I think you're going to have to have some kind of mental toughness uh, to beat Alabama uh, and get over that hump that they want to get over. But. Uh, yeah, though, no, that, that, uh, uh, combine interview, uh, was one I'll, I'll never forget. They were just poking <laughs> really? pro, and, and probably like personal just, stuff or football oh, stuff, football, like, Hey, why didn't you make this throw? Why oh, can't, damn. why can't you beat Bama? I mean, they were just, the, no uh, shit. oh yeah. I mean, they were just trying to, trying <laughs> well, to get so something out of me. What's your team.
1: answer? Why can't you beat Bama? Well, yeah. I mean, what's your answer in that moment? Uh, I mean, Bama's
2: hey. very good. We hey. were really good also. Yeah. Hey, coach, I, I I played some of my best football games I've ever played against these guys It came down the wire, lost in the last few minutes. I did all I can do. Um, hey, like, I'm trying I, to. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. You know, hey, hey, co- hey, coach, why why couldn't you beat us in the uh, bowl game? We just exactly. Played? You Absolutely. tell me. Absolutely. You guys smoked them. OK, so, classic. I mean, but hey, wow. It's, uh, did it's you all part of tactics and antics? They they no they, they 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 did that to everybody. We you know all the guys would, would get together like, hey, do you guys have a Panthers formal? How was that for you? And so we'd all kind of talk about it. And,
1: yeah. That's fascinating. Punters don't um go through that. Just to let you know. Just, <laughs> just to let you know, did you think after that though? Did you walk out thinking like, hey, make, maybe Carolina's a little bit more interested than I thought, or, or or were you thinking um just kind of par for the course at that point?
2: Yeah, I you just you're going everything's happening so fast you have no idea you know some teams uh kind of want to hold their cards close you know like uh for our our poker analogy here some teams like to hold their uh, cards close some teams will let you know and then man you have a team like buffalo i i I had one uh involuntary meeting kind of out and and about with everybody uh in in the mess and they kind of held their cards close they had no idea and I end up in buffalo so you just you have no idea
1: fascinating insight only you can get right here on punt and pass jay thanks for letting us behind the curtain there that's good stuff we'll see what happens there... at auburn i think they're going to make a move quick like you said they got to go fast take advantage of the portal get that train back on the tracks no pun intended with lane Given. all right third down you know what time it is it's the week 12 mm. week 12 wow. big watch of the week presented by solomon brothers jewelers a couple of games here the the slate is pretty light look You know, I love to hate on Kentucky. It's fun. (laughs) I respect Kentucky, but I love to hate on them. Usually, this is the weekend when Georgia beats Kentucky that they turn the page and move towards basketball season in Lexington. Uh, That (laughs) has happened quicker than anticipated. They lost to Vanderbilt last week at home. Vanderbilt snaps a 26 game losing streak in the SEC. So now Kentucky out of the top 25. Georgia's still ranked number one. They're heading up to Lexington. That's your SEC on CBS game at 3.30 on Saturday.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like.
3: 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
1: But the Pac 12, okay, Hmm. obviously took a little beat with Oregon losing to Washington last week from a college football playoff perspective. Number 7, USC, these are the AP rankings that came out yesterday, is taking on number 16, UCLA. That will be a very good game. USC still has some college football playoff hopes, and then another top 25 matchup. Number 10, Utah, Heading up to Eugene to take on number 12, Oregon. So a little light, some SEC action as well, but not exactly ranked on rank. So we'll show the Pac-12 some love in the yeah. Solomon Brothers Big Watch of the Week for week 12, week 13, Thanksgiving week, my favorite week of the year, coming oh, yeah. up in just a few days. But um Your thoughts right now, Pac-12, you know, Big 12 looking pretty good with TCU, undefeated still to get into the college football playoff. Just going to need some help here, Jake, if you're a Pac-12 fan, hoping one of your teams makes it into the playoff this year.
2: Yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't think they're going to put a two-loss Oregon Pac-12 champion in there. It's going to have to be USC. They're going to have to win, and somebody else is going to have to lose. Uh, Could you take a a one-loss USC team versus a one-loss Tennessee team you know, Which team are you going to put a one in? loss
1: conference champion? USC, USC team. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I mean,
2: good I Still, I want to have to go Tennessee on that one. Um, just straight the schedule, the way they played, the way they won. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna to be tough, but uh, I really hated to see Oregon lose because I, I think they could have been a little dark, dark horse. Uh, they're coming in late. Uh, Bo with his comments about you know being different if they played Georgia. Uh again and all that jazz. But uh I mean they they control their destiny, they dropped the ball on that one. Tough to see. Honestly, that uh Washington Oregon game reminded me if you guys watched it, uh the Bills Vikings game oh, yeah. yesterday. Oh, what a game. Uh, it's just hey, like you, you you're winning. It looks like you have the mojo, but you're just not pulling away, you're just not uh taking care of the little things right there at the end, and ultimately you let a team like that linger long enough and there they go. They 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 the other team wins. You lose the football game and you end up feeling a little crushed afterwards because you're supposed to win that football game. Had every opportunity to. So yeah, hate to see it for Oregon. Um, but I mean, they still had a. I, I think they've exceeded expectations this year. I like the Utah versus Oregon game as my watch of the week to see how they respond. I think it'd I like be that. a great matchup. Uh, Utah is a team that was ranked really high early. Kind of lost. A, a little momentum there in the middle, kind of forgot about them, and now picking up steam again. So I like that one. I think that'll be a really good matchup.
1: Yeah, yeah, great point. Keep in mind, Oregon can still play USC in the Pac-12 oh, yeah. championship. Knock yeah, I mean, them off, and the Pac-12 is, just eats themselves alive. So Yeah, 100%.
2: Yeah.
1: Love that comparison, though, to the Vikings-Bills game yesterday. You just said not taking care of the little things. How about the littlest thing, like a QB center exchange? Buffalo stuffs Kirk Cousins on a QB sneak at the – less them I mean, at the half yard line oh, yeah. then they get the ball back <laughs> all they have to do is run one play and then they get to run the clock out josh allen fumbles the snap uh kendricks or, or yeah kendricks the linebacker for the vikings gets it on up. it and then the bills of course get the ball back with 30 seconds go down kick a field goal to go into overtime just just an it
2: was the game of the year I mean, unbelievable the the two the two catches one. oh we Justin have, so Jefferson. I saw, I saw the Steph catch because I'm watching it on my phone. We just landed. I pull it up on my phone watching that game uh, in transition to get on the shuttle bus to head to the hotel, and I see Steph make that catch. I pause it. I rewind it, have to show a teammate. Next time, I'm like, dude, you got to see that. Steph just made an incredible catch. And then, lo and behold, uh, a, a quarter later or whatever, and J.J. makes that catch. On 4th and eighteen unbelievable we we're sitting we're sitting sitting in the hotel he takes that sack I turn I I flipped the channel to turn it to watch another game so I'm like oh yeah that game's over there's no way they convert a fourth and 18 they'll take a knee that's it and then he makes that catch makes that play and and all the rest is is, I mean crazy I always tell people
1: you know the question doesn't come up too often to me we're like you know what are your favorite favorite memories about being in the NFL. And it's like, I always tell them winning football. Okay. The Vikings now are eight and one. If you've seen the videos of them on the plane afterwards, like last week with Kirk putting all the chains yeah. on yesterday, it was Patrick Peterson. He put all the chains on They're partying, they're all filming each other on the plane like that right there is so much fun. Those are the memories you don't forget, and I think they're calling them game day chains now. So what it seems like is the the players in the locker room pick a player of the game, then on the plane or in the locker room after a home game, everybody takes their chains and puts it on one guy. The video of Patrick Peterson on the plane yesterday, I mean, it's hilarious. They're having a blast. When you're loose like that, when you're confident like that, You know, when you win games like that, when essentially that game was over and they won it, um now they're right behind the eagles for that first place seating in the nfc so commanders can help out the vikings tonight but
2: um good stuff
1: it's fun isn't it it's fun ain't it winning
2: winning football especially here in this league because it's so hard so hard dude it's so tough um and then the in the fashion that they're winning games too down to the wire in the fourth quarter because the uh like their past seven or eight games or whatever it is have been decided by less than yeah. a touchdown yeah it's happening like the fourth quarter look man that is it's, it's 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 mentally emotionally draining to go down to the wire yeah. every single week but then when you win you constantly keep winning like that it's it's awesome enjoying the ride man
1: I had a coach uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. He would say, I don't know if I've told you this before. He would say, Hey man, I've got the best profession in the world. I'm an NFL football coach, except for 16 Sundays out of the year, meaning how much pressure, how much stress, how much anxiety that comes on game day, because you are judged by your wins and losses. Other than that, being in the facility, being around other guys, coaching them up, there's nothing better, especially with what they get paid. So just oh, put yeah. things into perspective. All right, let's round out week 11, and then I'll get you out of here so you can take a nap um, cool. and maybe visit your restroom after the cheese steak cheese whiz incident <laughs> of last night. But uh, recapping week 11, inside the five, I went three and two last week. I'm now 23 and 32 against the spread. I need something special to get back to 500, only a couple weeks left. Hmm. TCU beats Texas 17 to 10. This game was really never out of question. You and I both liked TCU. Uh, I thought the line was way out of whack. Too many points. If it was two and a half or three, I would have thought about Texas. But Max Duggan and crew, Sonny Dykes, possible coach of the year candidate. TCU has a path to the college football playoff. You just gave us a great breakdown of Washington beating Oregon in Austin Stadium. The Huskies best the Ducks 37 to 34. LSU sneaks past Arkansas 13 to 10. Jake, I don't know how much of that game you saw. saw a Great bit of it. game. Did you see yep. the first quarter when Arkansas couldn't punch it in for a touchdown to go up 10 nothing and they got stuffed no. on fourth and one? Um, I see that. LSU turned the ball over inside their own 10 yard line. Arkansas Oof. gets the ball back. They're already up 3 0. Chance to go up 10 nothing mm. and LSU stuffed them. And at that point, you were like, probably not gonna be able to win the game, but they hung around, they covered, uh, which was fantastic as well, plus three and a half. Thank <laughs> you, everybody out west. But LSU with that win and the old miss loss clinches the
2: SEC West. I think if KJ Jefferson is healthy enough to play in that game. I think they, they went. They, they went. I,
1: they I game, agree. percent I agree. And you know, obviously we're we're fans of Coach Pittman here on this podcast. Uh, those guys are playing hard for him, man. It's so good to see. Tough. Good to see. Uh Alabama beats Ole Miss 30 to 24 in Oxford. This game, again, Alabama slow start. I think they were down 17 to 7 at one point. And then win the fourth quarter, win the second half. Kind of that classic Alabama football that you're used to seeing. Ole Miss just can't get over the hump there, Jake.
2: Can't get over the hump. I mean, you look at the categories, uh, total yards, they got them. They threw for more yards than Bryce Young did. Obviously they ran for a whole lot more yards than they did. Yards per play more first downs better on third down. Now they were over three or fourth downs. Um, and they had that very timely situational, uh, fumble. They lost, um, where they, it was like right before halftime, they went down, Bryce Young threw it to the tight end for a touchdown. So, um, Gosh, I just – I felt like it was just Old Mrs. game to win. I know. And they found a way to lose it. And it's just that's, – that's frustrating. You know, even Kiffin talked about it after the game, um, just about, about losing it. You shouldn't have lost it, yada, yada, and all that stuff. It's one you think about for a while. I'll tell oh. you where they – I'll tell you where they lost it right here. You ready? Um, yeah. And for
1: everybody that listens to the podcast and for everybody that knows how much I talk about situational football and how that decides the outcomes of football games – Alabama was down 17-7 to after Ole Miss had a a two-and-a-half-minute drive to score a touchdown run. Alabama got the ball back and scored a touchdown with eight seconds left in the first half. 17-14, yes, off the fumble. Um, Then they get the ball after halftime. They drive down, get a field goal, tie ball game, 17-7. Let's go play. At that point, you're like, Alabama's not going to lose this football game, right? Yep. Situational football of inside two minutes to close out a half, then you get the ball after half and put points on the board. It's the Bill Belichick double score. Everybody Doubled knows it, baby. about it. Double when difference. you give a team like Alabama that, Jake, um, chances are your odds of winning that game go down drastically. Ole Miss couldn't afford to have that happen.
2: 100%. Two goals before halftime. One, obviously score points, but two, you got to end the half with the ball in your hands. Yep. Didn't do it.
1: Yep. Didn't do It it. And that proved to be the outcome of the game. Alabama outscores, Ole Miss, six to nothing in the fourth quarter, and they win 30 to 24. And then Georgia in Stark Vegas. Start Vegas. Just crushes Mississippi State, forty-five to nineteen. This game was never even close. We can talk about the punt that was returned back right before halftime. What? Come on, coming out of halftime, Lat <laughs> McConkie dominates second the quarter. Um, and Georgia just off to the races. Physicality on defense was great. Their focus was awesome as well. They wrap up the SEC East. Jake, they win forty-five
2: to nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it may have been a tad closer than that. In the were first you ever half. uncomfortable? Come on, come on. No, I was never uncomfortable. But it's just you want them to play a little cleaner. But then also, it's the uh, I mean, gosh, what kind of standard and and I mean, what do we? I would just think of these kids to just play the lights out week in a week out, dominate everybody. Just unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Um. But man, I think they handled the adversity well. They could have definitely uh, have still felt the kind of the the feeling from last week of winning. Instead, they, they went to the grind. They came out beat a beat a really good football team on the road and uh, in, in a pretty hostile environment. I mean, Alabama's gone down there and played in Stark Vegas a lot of times. It's and, tough. And, it's different. Yeah. And and, and have not had uh, the success that they've wanted to. So, um, really good to see. They came out obviously at halftime and, and put, you know, put their foot on their throats and said, Hey, you guys ain't playing with us no more. This, this is it. No question. Stetson Bennett, 25 and 37, three touchdowns,
1: two picks. One of those picks, uh, linebacker got up in his face, kind of knocked yep. his arm, the ball floundered out and a safety was right underneath him Cause I think, I don't know who he's throwing it to, but was behind the safety. Oh, it was, it was, was Lad. It was, it was, it was Lad. He was airing it out. Yeah. Yep. That was a little bit unfortunate. two interceptions for Stet, but his touchdown run was awesome. yeah that he put was, the uh, dead leg on that guy and shook uh-huh. him out of his boots and then yeah. walked right into the end zone Stet's got some moves, man.
2: Oh look man Stet's an athlete now don't don't let him fool you.
1: He is definitely an athlete. Kendall Milton gets into the end zone Lad McConkey's one carry for 70 yards and a touchdown to kind of break open the third quarter. That was awesome. And then lad has five catches, 71 yards and a touchdown through the air as well. Brock and Darnell both get a touchdown catch. The defense was just so sound. Um, It's good to see, but special teams, Allowing that punt return for a touchdown before half. That stings. You know, it was a poor punt by Brett Thorson. Uh, The low wobbler right down the middle is tough. Keeley was right there in the guy's face to make a tackle. But that's so tough on Keeley because he is screaming downfield. Doesn't have a chance to break down. You know, doesn't have a chance to break down and kind of settle to make that guy make a move. But I will say this. uh, Poor coverage. Poor punt but a great return by the Mississippi state returner. He what? put his foot in the ground, got up field and then bounced it outside to get to the sideline and run for a touchdown. I always say this and any coach and special teams will tell you this when it comes to punch returns, you have to get it in to get it out. Meaning this, when you catch the ball, Everybody is screaming downfield. Obviously, they're setting the net from a coverage standpoint. You cannot catch and go lateral east to west because then the net will swallow you whole. What you have to do, if given the time, is catch the ball, put your foot in the ground, and get five to seven yards upfield, and then break it outside, get on a sideline, and take it to the house. If you watch NFL highlights, if you watch college football highlights, almost unanimously, I'll say over 90% of the time. Those return men get upfield first, then they break it out, and they're able to take it to the house. So a great return by Mississippi State. Thankful that wasn't um, a deciding factor in the game. But look, when you throw two picks, and then you give up a special team touchdown, those are turnovers. And those are points off of turnovers. So Georgia able to overcome that adversity on the road.
2: 100%. When you're giving that breakdown, great breakdown, by the way, of a punt returner and what they have to do, the job they have to do, I'm thinking of that uh, Deshaun Jackson clip when he's with the Eagles, he catches the punt, he fumbles it, he drops it, and then it allows the, the defenders, the, the coverage team. Yeah, to versus, come the down versus the Giants. Versus the Giants, yeah. So they're coming down, and then all of a sudden, whoop, he yep. slips past them, gets vertical, and then obviously breaks it out. Um, look, I love playing quarterback, but there's just one job on the field that I don't want to do, and that is being a punt returner. I just – I don't want – I, I, yeah. I don't care. I don't even – you know, in – uh, uh in our imaginable uh, <laughs> in our fantasy world here, yeah, I could be the most athletic person on the field. I still do not want that job.
1: You know, we used to in Pittsburgh and in Arizona, they would get the linemen out and I would punt and they'd get the jugs machine out. And if guys would catch the ball, then we wouldn't have to run, you know, Uh 110s after practice or whatever it is. But it's just tough. You have to judge it. Um, That's why those DBs and those wide receivers who are the punt returners are so skilled because you would not believe how much practice they put in to understand how the ball falls, uh, where it's going to bounce when they need to call Peter, which means short ball. Um, and even in the NFL, if you're going up against a left-footed punter of, I don't even know if there is one starting, maybe Tress, one Tress, ours. Yeah, ours. yeah, there you go. Um, you're, yeah, Tress. I've known Tress forever. Um, teams will even bring in practice squad left-footed punters during the week so that they can get practice with lefty spin on a pump. But Tress, wait, man, been doing it for a while. Tress is a great guy. T- tell him. Tress is, is I baller, said hello. Man. Yeah, tell oh, well, him I said hello. Um, speaking of punting, one last thing. Mississippi State's punter's name, George Um, fascinating name. Our buddy Sean McDonough did a great job calling the game. Him and Todd Blackledge were on the call nice. Saturday night. Georgia, SEC's champs, undefeated, 45-19 over Miss State, taking on Kentucky this weekend. Jake, Monday night football tonight, anything on the way out, my man?
2: Matt, no, it's just going to be a fun atmosphere. Going to be a good time. Uh, hopefully we have a nice little plane ride home, you know? The little Kirk Cousins chain, act, yeah, that's you know? right. That's we'll like- we
1: get, we'll get, we'll get.
2: Into- <laughs> I love it, I absolutely love it. Follow us on social
1: media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from JakePuntandPass.com. Check it out. Go there now. Details for the Solomon Brothers Jewelers giveaway is there. All you have to do is subscribe to the Punt and Pass YouTube page, follow at Solomon Brothers on Instagram, and you are entered. And don't forget, this weekend is Solomon Brothers Jewelers Wedding Band Weekend promotion November 18th through the 20th join Solomon brothers jewelers for their annual wedding band weekend. This one weekend only event is your chance to save big on wedding bands, anniversary bands, holiday gifts, or push presents diamond and gemstone bands make the perfect gift for any milestone you might be celebrating. And Solomon brothers has one of the largest selections anywhere during this event, buy one wedding band and receive 50% off a second wedding band Buy one, get one of equal or lesser value, half off, November 18th through the 20th at either location of Solomon Brothers. Alpharetta just past the Avalon and Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. Jake, have a great evening, my man. We'll be watching you on Monday Night Football, and we will talk to you all on Thursday.
0: See you Hey everybody,
3: Buck Baloo here and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis. Man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch.